Hello, welcome to another Midnight Trashy Reads. But this time, it's a special Midnight Trashy Reads. It is the month-long special of me just reading horror novels. I am petrified, to say the least. I don't like horror, but... I do read a lot of supernatural. I think gore and horror are two different things. I'm not even sure the book that I picked randomly now, looking at the horror category, is considered horrifying. But I guess we're easing into it, so I'm grateful for that. So I already picked the book. I had to kind of look through because I wasn't sure this was actually horror. Like, this looks like every other book I've ever read, so we're easing into it this time. Felix's disgust started cooking, started kicking in when he had to shut down the Antoine Saloon. He had to do it. It would delay his return to the hospital, but he couldn't have his customers and employees sitting innocently around the place while vampires wandered through looking for the owner. No, he had to do it and it only took half an hour. But then, sitting there on his desk with his closing note to his employees and their checks all written, it started getting to him. The waste, the whole useless, worthless money waste of it got to him. Damn it. It wasn't like he had much of a life anyway, but he w- and he was going to have to lose even that? Shit. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Horror, horror. Jack Crow and the Crusaders. Noble and brave and tough and all the rest of it. But losers. Losers because they were losing. No way they were going to make it through tonight. Ooh. No way they were going to stop the vampires at the hospital. Witnesses? Hell. The vampires wouldn't care, and anyway, who would believe it? And who would believe it after seeing it? A couple days later, with everyone treating them like they were nuts, and even the eyewitnesses would think they had imagined it. The ones that lived anyway. You know what the real horror is? My back pain. Shit. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, next line. Shit. Oh, so relevant. On point. Crow loses. What is it? Six? Seven men? And he goes to Rome, and he comes back with what? One priest. Father Adam was a good man. Well, better than good. In fact, but he was still just one guy. Crow should have brought back 20 men all priests, and a bishop of his own. But he didn't. He didn't do a lot of things, and because of that, they were all going to die. He turned into his desk chair and looked out the picture window that overlooked the bar. Only it was dark in the bar now. The only thing he could see in the glass was his own face. In the reflection from his desk lamp, all going to die. I'm going to die. 
You're going to die, he said out loud. Tonight. Shit. It didn't even sound dramatic enough. If it was anyone else but Annabelle, well, if it was her, of course, Devet, he'd have to do it. And maybe, but maybe, but that wasn't the goddamn point. The goddamn point was that they were going to lose. And the vampires were going to win. Those slimy, greasy, blood-sucking fuckers were going to keep at it. And that really riled him. And the notion that they had been sitting there in his bar while his waitresses and bartenders served them because they didn't know. That was the deal. These miserable bastards would be treated as real live people by those they didn't know. Like they weren't really scum. Like they really belonged to the company of mankind. Instead of... Of what? What did they really deserve? Sewage. I'm gonna die, he said again. And then he turned back to his desk and wrote what he hoped was a legal document and he hopes he spelled her name right. Then he put it in an envelope, labeled it, quote, Last Will and Testament. Testament? Jeez, what do you think you are? And shoved it in the back of his checkbook. They'd find it. Lousy crow with the samurai bullshit. What is going on? We're already dead, so nothing matters but style. Oh, crap. Is that his excuse for losing? Because that's the, because the only thing worse than letting the vampires run free was losing to them first. Shit. He stepped away from his desk and looked around his rooms one last time at some photographs on the wall, some souvenirs, some knickknacks, not enough to leave behind after 30 odd years. Well, then fuck it, fuck it. At least he'd make damn sure he'd hurt them first. And he stopped and looked again into the glass. Laughed. Okay, I think this is bad writing. I wanted to be serious. Like, you could tell how hard I was trying to be serious, but it's pretty bad writing, in my opinion, because I don't understand how they're getting words into this. I don't know what word, how, what? Because, look, 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 listen to this. Listen. He and he stopped and looked again into the glass, laughed. There's no comma, there's nothing. Glass laughed. Glass laughed. That's. That's the end of the sentence. Do you comprehend? Okay. Talk about your samurai bullshit. Like, what does that even mean? Felix got lost in the vast, vast complex of Parkland Hospital, trying to find a new route from where he'd parked the motor home. It took him about 10 minutes to finally come around a corner and see the sign for ICU emergency. Below the sign, on a couch against the wall, were Kat and Devet. Adam stood against the wall beside them. Devet was crying. What? He called out, tripping towards them. 
Devet lifted her face from her hands, and it was all red and bright, and tears streaked her cheeks. Oh, Felix! She cried. Annabelle died. And she leapt up and threw her arms around him and sobbed like a child, her fragile ribs heaving against his rough hands. He held her and patted her dumbly, passed her. Adam still leaned against the wall, his face grave and pale. And on the couch, Cat looked a whole lot worse, staring straight ahead. Boring his eyes into nothing. I don't get it, Felix muttered. The doctor said, "She, she killed himself. She killed herself, sir. <laughs> she killed herself. Gunman. That's his last name. Is that his last name? Gunman. Rasp cat. Oh wait, is that a guy? Oh wait, oh, is cat the guy? Okay, cat says." She killed herself, gunman. Rasp cat in a voice from the grave. Sleeping pills, added Adam in a quiet voice. But why? Cat turned his head at last and looked at Felix, and his eyes were scary. Because she knew we'd stay to protect her. And she couldn't stand. And then Cat lost it, broke down completely. He collapsed, folding into his own miserable dry sobs. <gasps> and Felix didn't think he could stand it. Cherry Cat bawling. Is that a girl guy? Oh, I don't know. And Devet, hearing that awful wretched retching sound, pulled herself loose from Felix and returned. To the couch. Oh, it's a guy. Oh, cat is a guy. And embraced him, and the two of them shook and rocked together. Felix sat down hard on the magazine-littered coffee table, in front of the couch, and fumbled around, find and found his cigarette and put it in his mouth and managed to light it. And and he was too stunned, too shocked to do much of anything else. Too blown to think, numb and stupid, and Annabelle dead, dead, killed herself. He couldn't bear the tears, but there was no place to go, and Adam didn't look much better, so he just sat there and stared at the hospital tiles under his feet. I should feel relief, shouldn't I? I mean, I'm not going to die tonight after all. I should feel relief. Why don't I? Oh, like, cause they, cause if they protect her, it's gonna be really hard on them. Okay. He started to take another puff and realized the cigarette had burned, unsmoked, down to the filter while he sat there numb and stupid and. Wait a minute. He caught Adam's eye and mouth, and mouth. Where's, where's Jack? But Adam only shook his head grimly. What the hell? Felix got up, 
sorry, I have to burp. Excuse the horror of it. Atmosphere. Keep your candle running, but hold on a second. And before you know it, I'm back. Hey, okay. All right. Here we. Okay. What the hell? Felix got up and went over to him and moved him down the wall away from the others. Give, he said tersely. Adam shrugged, looked miserable. Checks. Gone. Where? We don't know. He... He just walked out when they told us. Felix glared at him. Did he say anything? Now the young priest looked about to cry. He said... I even... Managed to get her killed. But then he just walked out. Felix looked around. Is he outside then? Adam shook his head. He, he took a cab. Felix? Yeah? He didn't look good. Like, how? Like, like crazy. Great. Felix looked at the other two. They were still crying. Ah, ah. Okay. <clears throat> that was my sound effect. Okay. Great. Devet had finally gotten Kat to go to sleep in the main bedroom of the hotel suite. His sullen silence on the way from the hospital had been almost as unnerving as his weeping. I'm confused now. Is David the guy? What? Okay, I don't know. She had fallen asleep watching him. Curled up on the edge of the bed. Adam lay dozing on the lounge beside the bed. Oh, I have to burp again. I'm sorry. Ooh, okay. Mm, where am I? Oh, yeah. Felix sat in a chair by the gray win picture window that overlooked the Galleria shopping mall. The ashtray beside him was full, and the sunset was lovely. Shit. He looked at his watch. Five hours now. No sign of Jack. No call. No word. No clue. He looked over at the sleeping trio. He didn't blame them, if anything. This is a um, typo, probably. It says B envied them. I'm pretty sure it's he. He envied them. I think it's maybe just like, like 
because it's free. Like, they copied it and it wasn't correct. I don't know. He was tired, too. But he was more worried than anything else. He... Okay, this is another case. He bad, bad, but I think it's had. He had brought them to this hotel because it had been the place they were planning to go. And because, because he didn't know what else to do. No one had heard from Crow. He called the hospital half a dozen times. He had the bishops the late bishop's office and home and church. He had called the team's new house three times without answer. Each time he had imagined the phone ringing in Carl's destroyed workshop. He stood up slowly, thought about sneaking into the other room to try calling everyone again, but he knew better. Crow wasn't at any of those places. Not now, and not later. I even managed to get her killed. Who, who is this person he's talking right now? How did you get anyone killed, Felix? How did you get anyone killed, Felix? I don't understand. Okay. And the sleeping three looked mighty small without him there. They look like I feel he thought, and he sat back down and added to the ashtray and stared at the blasted sunset. Where's Jack? I don't know who this is. I also have to burp again. I'm sorry. I'm digesting, okay? Like, I just ate. <laughs> All right. I'm good. So I think this, this is apparently Cat. So this is a guy, I think. Felix turned and looked. It was Kat. He looked better. Still pale and drawn and hurting, but better. The sleep had done its deed. Where is Jack? He repeated, sitting in the chair beside Felix. I don't know, Felix replied. What do you mean? I mean he's gone. He left from the hospital. No one's seen him since. But it's almost nighttime. I don't know what voice I'm getting cat. I don't think I'm getting it. I don't know. Okay, what? Yeah. I don't understand. Felix looked at him. I don't understand either, he felt like saying. At least, I hope I don't. But he didn't say that. Instead, he gave Kat what little he knew from the beginning. When he told him what Adam had said, Jack had said, he checked the other man's face closely for a reaction. But there was none. Just the same confusion and concern. Davids and the priests, he noticed, were up and about once more. Listening. I was hoping, Felix said next, that you might know something. Cat frowned. No. I've been sorta... Felix nodded. Yeah. 
But you know, Jack better than anyone. In fact, you're the only one here. He added without thinking. He's known Jack for any... And then he stopped, shut up, as the realization hit him, as it hit Kat, as it hit the rest of them. Two months ago, a full team crow, with soldiers and money, and Carl and Annabelle and Kat and the monsters on the run. Now, and now, just Kat left. In this room, anyway. Felix held his breath. Watching Cat, but the smaller man came through the moment. It took a few deep breaths, a little concentration, but he stayed on top. Good for you, Cherry, Felix thought. But they had things to do. Where do you think he might go? Felix continued. After Annabelle, would he get drunk or... Cat was silent, though. A silent a moment. But when he spoke, his voice was clear enough. He might... He... We all... Loved her. He might just get drunk. Where? Huh? You know his favorite joints. Where would he go? Cat nodded. Thought a bit. Then he stood up and went over the bed, went over to the bed and sat down next to the phone and rummaged under the end table until he found a phone book. He opened it and started thumbing through it, his other hand resting on the phone. Then he stopped. The thing is, the only place I know where he'd go, well, they might know about them too. And he wouldn't go there in case they came looking for him. The only place he'd go would be the places no one he knows he goes. That could be anywhere. He put down the phone book. I guess we'll just have to wait for him to find us. He knew we were supposed to wait here until the plane leaves. The plane? Oh yeah. Felix remembered. The plane for Rome. But Jack Crow wasn't thinking about that plane. Where? Felix asked casually. Is his favorite spot? Huh? Well, the Ad Adolphus. Adolphus? I don't know. I'm probably not saying that right. The Adolphus. He loves that place. The rooms, the service. He loves that bar. But he couldn't go there. That's the one place they'd be sure to look for him. Give him a call, suggested Felix, his voice still casual. Cat frowned. Come on, Felix. He wouldn't go there. They know about Adolphus. Ooh, Felix has a hunch. He went on a suicide mission. Mm, but he's not saying anything. Felix shrugged. It's worth a try. Cat shook his head. That would be asking for it. And Jack, you want me to call? This time his voice was as strong as his mood. Cat eyed him for a moment. Then he picked up the phone and started dialing. 
Cat seems to know this number and seems to know that the voice, that voice that answered. Terry? This is Cat. Mr. Catlin. Hi. I'm looking for Mr. Crow. I just thought. What? You're kidding. Ring him for me, would you? But Terry, you know me. This is an emergency. Uh, okay, okay. Never mind. Cat hung up and stared at the others in amazement. He's there in the governor's suite. He turned off his phone. Felix just sighed and turned away and puffed on his cigarette. I don't get it! Cat cried next. Does he want to die? I think, said the gunman quietly, which I think it's us, the Felix. That's the idea. Ooh, and that's the end of the page. I tried to take it seriously. How was it? Didn't really give him voices, but whatever. <laughs> and I wonder how the sound is. I hope it's okay. Because I realize my laptop is doing the fan thing, you know? So it's very likely you'll hear that noise. <laughs> All right. Ooh, man. Actually, I forgot to pause and I burped. Ooh, sorry. All right. <laughs> Maybe this really is trash. <laughs> but, um... This is called Vampires, but the S is not an S. It's like Kesha, but with the S as a dollar sign. You know, you vibe, you vibe this horror vibe. I tried, okay? Yeah, I'll, I'll look for some good ones, I hope, later. But, you know, this is all trashy for a reason. Can't do everything. Ooh, but we're getting kind of like, oh, look. This is, um, the author is John Stakely, category fantasy horror, published in 1990. Ooh, who was born by the time of 1990? Raise your hands. All right, okay. Vampires with the Dala sign, Dala Dala, is about a tightly knit. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Vampires, Dallasan, 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 which is one Dallasan, is about a tightly knit group of professional vampire killers. They may say they're in it for the money, but their death defying bravado and warm male friendships are as intense as those in any soldier hero epic. The irrepressible, foul mouthed, hard drinking Jack Crow. Digged out in high-tech chain mail and wielding a fearsome crossbow is the leader of the bunch. He's the sort of man who screams obscenities at the Pope. Okay. And then weeps in the pontiff's lap over the horrors he's witnessed. Vampires, Dallasan, is one gaudy action-packed novel. The men are men. The women are vulnerable. Goddamn. The vampires are mean, ugly monsters. Unless you don't like that sort of thing, you'll love it. Jesus. Wow, I'm on. This is real, like, this is the best introduction I guess I could give you to our trashy midnight reads in general, but 
we're going to do a whole month of this. Are you excited? I mean, in the sense of I'm gonna look for some horror books and maybe some I've read accidentally, but I, yeah, there's sometimes I'm just like, oh, the plot is good. So I'll keep reading even if I'm scared or something. I hope this is interesting. I hope you had a good time and I hope this scared you a bit. <laughs> Try to take it seriously. I tried, <laughs> but it's it wasn't easy, okay? It was the vampires of the dollar sign, for the love of God. Has anyone read that? Sounds like an old book. I mean, it was born, it was published in 1990, so. Or we can read some, like, classically horror books. I did, ooh, I don't know if I really want to read those either. Like, we can read Dracula or Frankenstein. I don't want to read Frankenstein again. I feel like everyone reads Frankenstein. Oh. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll probably be more trash than horror, but um happy halloween month and i hope you look forward to being scared at night at this midnight thanks as always for listening